Hi, welcome back to our podcast. I'm Joanna. And I'm Christine. And we are the Nurses Off Duty. Duty. Welcome to our podcast. We are two nurses working in our dream jobs. Uh, we are basically just talking about our stories, experiences, and how we are nurses now. And hopefully it will help you in some type of way. Yeah. Guys, welcome back to episode three. We just want to thank you guys for all the support we've been getting. Right, Christine? Yeah, I've been getting a lot of great feedback at Shift Change. People are listening on night shift. People are listening in the car on the way to work. And that is what we want to do. Exactly. Also, we want to thank you guys for all of your feedback as well. We're definitely going to take that into consideration. We're going to make this podcast a little bit more chill, a little bit more relaxed. More casual, not scripted. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So Christine, what are we talking about today? So today we are going to be talking about night shift, how we sleep, how we eat, uh, what a typical night shift is, and basically how we conquer it. Exactly. So we actually posted on our stories um, what you guys wanted to hear from our podcast and night shift and how we handle it was one of the most popular and highest demand. So here we are to target it. So let's begin and talk about what is a night shift versus our day shift. So night shift for me is, and a lot of nurses too that work uh, shift work, is 7.15 p.m. to Mm 7.15 a.m. Now, the duties of a night shift definitely vary a lot from day shift. It also does depend on, like, it depends on the unit you're on. For example, Christine is on a surgical floor. So, Christine, tell us a little bit about how your workload changes from night shift to day shift. Yeah, so on a day shift, we usually typically have four uh, patients, unless we're overcapped for five patients each. Mm -hmm. And then on night shift, we automatically, usually we can go up to six. And again, uh, let's say you go into work and you start with four, you'll know you'll be having the capacity to admit two more. And the same as five, you can hopefully anticipate that you'll have a six. Um, And then it just goes around like the unit of whatever you're on so I know like geriatrics and like uh long-term care they have like eight to twelve patients on nights and certain like AMA which is acute monitoring uh units they have one to two patients each Mm -hmm. so it just depends on what your patient is and how acute it is and things like that yeah and how about you in my case, so I'm in labor and delivery. It really doesn't change that much. We will get babies at any time. Yeah. The best part, though, is that we have booked C-sections mostly in the day. The C-sections we do in the night are usually crash C-sections. Okay. Um, also, the other thing is there's less people in the nighttime. So we have less... We don't have any medical students. Um, we tend to have less family members. So it's just a little bit more chill. The managers aren't there. Yeah, no um, one's like hounding you to get people out, people yeah. discharge, people walking. Mm-hmm. Like like the night shift is usually for... You hope people will sleep to be able to walk and participate in activities in the morning. So hopefully they fall asleep by like 10, 11, 12, and then you have like the rest of your more paperwork duties to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, yeah, in my case, it's just more of, I guess we still have the same amount of people coming in and out, uh, patient-wise, but it's just more relaxed. I just mm-hmm. feel like I can relax, I I can just do my own thing, um, but it really varies. Some people love night shifts and some people hate night shifts. Yeah, you know? personally, I love it because 
it's just chill everyone's doing their own pace you know you have 12 hours to do everything if you don't get the dressing done right away you can you know leave it for an extra 10 minutes and you're not like running around and things like that it is busy at the beginning of shift but again hopefully people do sleep Mm -hmm. um and yeah do you like it I okay I'm definitely not a morning person I hate waking up (laughs) really early and you know to be on my unit you have to be like very happy and very loving (laughs) and just in the morning it just takes me a little bit longer to just get into that mindset so I really like I like night night shifts because I'm a night owl I can come in and just be myself in my you know in a, a little bit more positive mood um and I can just sleep in in the morning when I come back from work and it's just I love night shifts yeah, and that's one of the most things that we have gotten talking about is how do you sleep on night shifts? Because yeah, some people can't and some people don't. Um, for me, I love sleep. Like, I sleep very easily. So mm-hmm. on my 24-hour recovery, I would sleep like 16 hours yeah. and a, oh a God, lot that's very <laughs> unheard of. And then you get to sleep on your night shifts like an hour and a half. Um, wow, really? Yeah. That's amazing. Do you not get to sleep? Well, like your that's your break time. Like yeah. you don't get paid for it either. No, so we it's a little bit different. But you keep going with yours because I'm intrigued. So you get to sleep an hour and a half. Yeah, so you get a break, buddy, and then you sleep. You're mandatory to have your an hour and a half. Some people cluster it, and some yeah. people do half an hour eating, and then an hour, you know, just off a unit. Some people work out. Some people go sleep, obviously, mm-hmm. and then some people just relax, get away from the call bells, rejuvenate, mm-hmm. and that really helps. Sometimes you need that. Especially yeah, when you have more patients at night. I find a lot of the younger nurses who just graduated, they feel like they can't go on break and they can't have a break. So that's also something to consider. Um, Know who they are and just be like, you know what, just take even half an hour, an hour away from the bells, Mm -hmm. relax, walk around if even if you don't want to sleep or drink coffee and then just like come back to it, you know, because you're just exhausted. Everything's a blur, you know, so. I do want to talk about the new nurses. Um, I'll talk a little bit about what I do at night shifts, but I do want to target the, the new nurses and how they can handle um, their night shifts and how they can sleep during the day. Okay. Just going back to what I do during night shifts, our, it really depends on our breaks. Our breaks can range from 30 to 45 to an hour. Okay. It all depends if you have a laboring patient or not. Yeah. And sometimes we get pulled from our break because our patient is delivering. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So what I like to do is I just like to, I don't, I can't really sleep during the night shift. Um, we get three breaks, so I may sleep on my last break, but the first two, I'll just relax. I'll try to disconnect, just kind of, just kind of rejuvenate myself. Like I said, sometimes it can be so stressful and all you need to do is just lie down and just even meditate, just go on your phone, just relax, you know, and then go back to work and you feel a little bit, um, more energized. Um, but what I do want to talk about is Christine and I don't know you said you sleep 16 hours which is amazing thank you Um, it's a skill (laughs) I want to know how what are your tips on sleeping during the day what do you do because that's the biggest question I got from the new nurses they're worried because they come home and they just don't know how to sleep during the day it's just a huge change for them usually yeah it's hard because your body is you know wants to be awake during daylight Mm -hmm. so things that help me is like I use a sleeping mask a lot of my like my family uh is very okay with me sleeping so I just close the door they know I'm sleeping they don't Mm -hmm. make a lot of ruckus um blackout curtains are just really good curtains and then a sleeping mask you kind of just like 
sometimes I can put on my diffuser, sometimes I would just watch YouTube videos before going to bed. And something that also helps me is by the time I get home, uh, I make sure that I eat a lot because if I don't eat, let's say I eat a snack, I'll wake up in two hours wanting food and wanting to go to the bathroom and then just staying up. So if I have like a very full kind of heavy meal, it kind of just lets me sleep mm, for, you know, four to six hours during my recovery for like my next night shift. But I know like a lot of people don't want to eat heavy foods and don't want to eat you know bulky stuff but for me it helps um Mm -hmm. you know i'll eat like a big old big old bowl of oatmeal Mm -hmm. um some oatmeal i don't know like a smoothie and things like that and then it'll fill me up until i have to get up that way there's no interruptions i think for me i sometimes i forget to eat and it's bad what christine said is so true try to eat before you sleep because then you don't have to wake up then you're not hungry um, so I just won't eat sometimes because I'm just so exhausted. But mm-hmm. yeah, and you're not hungry, right? No. Certain times, yeah. But you have to train your body. In the beginning, it's hard. It's hard because it's daytime. People may be walking around. But try to train your body. Try to know what is triggering triggering you to always wake up and constantly wake up. Because when I first started, I was always waking up because I was anxious. So I would okay. wake up during the daytime, being like, "Oh my god, like no, like I have to go back to work." Uh, I just kept thinking about my job. So yeah. so kind of find your trigger. Find what's triggering you to wake up, whether that's because you're hungry, because you're anxious, um, because there's so much light in your room, um, and target those. So like like um, Christine said, get blackout curtains. Get your mask to target that light in your room. Uh, find a place in your house where it's nice and quiet or tell your family, like, I'm sleeping, please let me have my quiet time. Um, or eat before, you know, or meditate. Like the biggest thing that has helped me, and I still do it, is um, there's an app called Calm, and it just tells oh, you yes, stories I've heard of it. and music. And I just put my earphones on, I put my um, my mask on, yeah, sleep mask, my sleep mask on, and then I'm knocked out because it just kind of walks you through a story, but at the same time gets you into um, like a sleep mode, mm-hmm. and then you go from there, like try to try to like Like train your body train your body yeah and increase those hours so if you can only sleep five hours at first or three hours try to increase every week like okay i'm gonna try for five hours now and for six hours and just keep going like that Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's what i what i most recommend yeah that's awesome another thing that is on night shifts that i really like is that we do like pre-round snacks Um, so let's say we have a really bad night shift or is this very heavy, uh, one of us or all of us will bring in snacks for each other. So like one night, uh, Diego brought in chips, the other night, uh, Becky brought in hummus and chips, and then I brought in like candy and popcorn and (laughs) just things like that. We, people also bake and if you bake extra stuff, you just bring it in. It just lightens the mood. Everyone has sugar in their body. Everyone Mm. has some protein, some carbs, and you just like round around the nursing station and you eat and you talk and you're like what should we do this thing and then you get started and obviously you come and you leave you don't sit there for hours eating Mm -hmm. but it just makes a good like morale and that is what works for our line Mm -hmm. um for night shifts i know that a lot of people eat like a big meal like their dinner before yeah and then go to work and eat snacks yeah that's what i do and my mom does as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i eat like i sometimes even wake up at like 6 10 run out the door with some tea and then I eat a little bit in the car like a like a granola bar some crackers and then at work at like 9 10 11 I'll whip out like the rice chicken and whatever (laughs) which is which 
that that's just my body I like it yeah and then during the night you know you have chips and apples and fruit and and then in the morning I go for like yogurt or chia seed pudding oh um, chia seed or pudding oatmeal is so good. It yeah really, really or like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are really good too mm-hmm. and then you know you can bring some to share with your colleagues I'm or so you know you can just do that yeah <laughs> so Me? what do you food prep um okay so what I do is I have my big dinner before I go to work and then I just have little snacks because I found that I get really nauseous if I eat too much during the night. Okay. And I found that there's two type of people. Like I, I can really generalize that. Like I can put yeah. them into two <laughs> groups. That's and I think you. Christine, you are that group of like, they will have these large meals. So they'll switch their, their night to day meal. So they'll have like a big meal as like a breakfast during the nighttime or like you they'll just eat a lot during the the night and then they just won't eat during the day because they've just switched their whole schedule whereas there's the other people who are just get nauseous during the night and they don't want to eat just like me and so we have like our our meals during the day and then at night we'll have little snacks and we'll just like you know have like fruit or yogurt or um like granola bars Sometimes I bring soup. It's light. Something light. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, which is good. In my case, I just bring light food. Um, I don't like to snack too much because of my belly hurts. Um, but yeah, that's what I do. My biggest meal is my, my dinner before I go to work. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to just actually bring snacks. Don't don't think that because it's nighttime, you're not going to bring any yeah. snacks. No, you're going to work just as hard as you do during your day shift. So make sure you bring those snacks. Make sure you bring your your energy bars just to get you going throughout the night and coffee like know when to plan that when you can take that coffee and uh, that can re-energize you throughout the night yeah Mm -hmm. like for me it's different because like what if I don't eat in one or two hours I get very like hangry fainty and I'm like I need to eat I need to you know and they're like (laughs) it's been like two hours you don't want to be angry in front of your and I'm like I'm so hungry (laughs) so for me and my body I like to eat and I like to just stay hungry not hungry I guess just stay yeah just snacking I love food I love yeah. food so much just at nighttime I just you know I, I like to take it easy and take we it easy, yeah you know? and sometimes I know like you have to make better choices if so, if you're having a bad night we order out pizza the worst thing shout out to Tony I said I really want poutine so we oh ordered poutine at 1am and it was bad because we ate it and then we had to go like nap quickly after so we can start our morning stuff <laughs> So that that I don't recommend. We did shawarma night. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. But like heavy stuff, like it just makes you. Yeah, I, I do see it. It makes you feel nauseous, and yeah. you can't sleep, and you're just like full, so and you're just sitting do. up, like trying to sleep, basically. Yeah. But just so, yeah. guys, just figure out what works for you. Yeah. Try the two, the true two groups that we're <laughs> in, and just see what works better for you. You'll learn as time goes by. You learn what your body likes, um, and you know what, you have yeah. to do night shifts. So try to adapt. To try to adapt the best that you can to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next we're going to talk about what we like to do or what our tasks have to do on night shifts versus day shift. So on a medical surgical floor, you usually start off with four, five, six patients. Um, obviously, you get bedside shift report and then you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually start with people who have like epidurals and pain services because uh, those you have to check every four hours. So I start with my epidurals or my patient who is basically the sickest and see what they need and then I'll do the rest of vitals 
And then, you know, if I can give medications or pain medications at the beginning of shift at like, you know, 7.30 p.m. And then go back and give their regular meds and stuff like that after. Mm-hmm. Who do you start with? Like, you do you have one patient, A eh, or... Yeah, so... That's laboring? <laughs> yeah, no. So it depends. We can have inductions. So you can have more than one patient. You can have two. I've, okay. I've never had... Maybe if I cover someone, I'll have three. But we usually have one patient. Um, because once someone is laboring, it's just considered like a critical state. So yeah. just a one-on-one. Um, it, honestly, my my schedule doesn't doesn't um, change as much as it it does from day shift. Mm-hmm. I come in, I get my patient, I stay with her the whole night. Yeah, just her and I just chilling, doing our thing. You know, trying to have like a you know a wonderful, healthy baby. Um, but it doesn't really change. But what I do notice is that I have to know when I take my coffee break. Because there will be a time where I do I do get tired. So at the beginning, I would just take my coffee. At the beginning, coming into shift, you know, it's going to help me. But no, the reality is I need a coffee when I start to actually get tired. Like, at what time would I usually go to bed? So if at 10, at 10 oh p.m., God. I usually go to bed. You yeah. You go to bed at like 2, eh? Whenever I want. Yeah. <laughs> so my body's trained to go to bed at around 10 to 12. Around okay. that time. So around that time, that's when I take my coffee gets me a little bit of a boost and then I get back into work that's the thing with labor and delivery though we don't really change what we do from days to night mm-hmm. um, which I kind of like I really like that yeah yeah that's so much. I'm yeah so for me I go around I do everyone's vitals everyone's head-to-toe assessment quickly and then I think just being honest with your patients and stuff like that like let's say a wound or incision is bleeding and you're mm-hmm. like well I haven't seen three of my other patients anything could happen <laughs> so I yeah. need to go assess them put this towel over your head and I'll be back in 30 an hour you know like <laughs> put a little towel over that yeah <laughs> just just put some pressure on it if it is bleeding out like and if I know how oh to do God. it I'll do it quickly and then go but I'm like honestly like I have yeah two other right. people I need to see like what if something they're crashing like and I don't know if I'm in and I'm in there for half an hour I totally forgot you have more patients during the night too yeah so you have so, to really time manage yeah so stuff. like it's right it's really unsafe let's say you're with this patient for half an hour doing their dressing mm-hmm. and you haven't seen the other person for an hour or two and everyone has their own patients so you just have to like be honest with them be like hey and evaluate like hey you're not gonna bleed out or okay like it's not that bad I just need to change the dressing because it's not as pretty or a little bit blood is mm-hmm. showing through mm-hmm. um and that's is what basically happens again we have like machines and vacuum dressings that like leak and we're like we can't do a whole vacuum dressing oh God, now we can come back in an hour or two and do it with another nurse but we have to go see all our patients and it's just yeah. critical thinking too if you can leave them Mm-hmm. and do it later and just be mm-hmm. honest with them mm-hmm. um and yeah that's about it you know I think like, it's so valuable that you're talking about this Christine because I think that most of the new grads the most of the new nurses that come in do go into med surge floors yeah medical or surgical floors because they're the most in demand and I think that you're talking about this um time management during the night is mm-hmm. so important they are going to need this because it is totally overwhelming going from even, four to six to eight But even patients. shift for change, you're like, oh, like the ostomy blue, the incision's leaking. Like I came on and I had to do three dressings and I didn't even finish getting reports. So I'm like, I'm, I was like, okay, do you have any pain? Do you want anything now? Mm-hmm. I have to go get report for the other three patients. And when I come around, I'll do your dressing. Mm-hmm. It's then you have to reassure them like it's not critical. You're not yeah. going to get infection. You're not going to bleed out. 
and just do that critical thinking because you're like I will be back but I have other patients as well yeah so it's just being honest with them manage your time and yeah no like and some things like it's very bleeding and I'm like I have to very bleeding yeah (laughs) (laughs) I have to open it up and push it out to see if if there is a bleeding source, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just critical thinking yeah. as well. Manage your time. In the end, you're accountable for your patient. Be safe. Practice safe. So that's a good good advice. Thank you, Christine. You're welcome. Okay, so let's bring back my story time to October 31st, 2017. Oh, my God. that's when Or 18? That's when you first started. Yeah, it was my first year of starting. <gasps> oh, my and God. So I thought it'd be really nice for me to switch off and, you know, get the moms to take out their child to Halloween, so I was like, oh, I'll work an easy night shift, a Tuesday, whatever. Basically, we were, it doesn't really matter that we were a young crew, like, some of us, uh, two of us were one year, like, a couple months out, our CN was a couple things, and then there was people with, you know, 20 years experience, so it wasn't that bad. What was, like, difficult about it was that, basically, we had 12 admissions overnight with, I think, six nurses. Um, I so whoever was rolling down the hallway, you took vitals on that patient. Oh, I think I remember you telling and me. And you, you know, you do the quick assessment. You chart about it for the person, and then we we deal with it after. So, guys, for those who don't know, um, when you get an admission on a floor, it is like it's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of work. You got to get your patient in bed. You got to get the vitals in. You got to get the paperwork. So. So Christine saying that she had 12 admissions. Is 12 admissions on five to six nurses. Like that's a lot. Yeah. A lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, and like a continue. typical night is maybe one to three admissions. Mm. So, and again, I think it was more of like knowledge calling the coordinator, slowing down the admissions. A lot of the times you don't even know, like you have their name and you have their room number and their mm-hmm. diagnosis. So they come in, they're screaming in pain. They need blood work. They need dressings you know they have an infection brewing what to do so basically it's Uh, contacting the doctors and finding out orders and remember the doctors are usually chilling out around the uh, like the desk and stuff during the day but at night like you have to call them from their sleep room or you have to call them with wherever Mm -hmm. they are so it's It's kind of interesting with surgery because they're actually doing surgeries Mm -hmm. so if there's only two on call probably they're both scrubbed in dealing with with um the surgeries whereas like medicine and neuro and things like that they don't really do any like surgeries during the day or a task so they're usually at home or sleeping or off service Mm. um so so one patient that i've had is just like it's just like the dawn hour so everyone's running around everyone's you know doing their own patients um and things like that and one girl she was an ortho patient uh basically their bed rest because they fell so they have a hip fracture so you can't like um, you know, turn out, turn their head in or turn their like legs in, you know what I'm saying? Like twist them. Their hips have to be in line. Like straight. Yeah. So a lot of people don't follow that. So basically she was trying to climb out of bed, AKA she was screaming in pain cause her hip or leg was broken. Um, she had a lot of comorbidities. So I learned that like, apparently if you have Parkinson's, you can't get anything for sleep and agitation because it messes with their you know levels and serotonin levels and things Mm. like that so when i called the doctor i'm like can we get something because she's screaming out of bed she pulled out her foley catheter oh my god and you have a balloon in there so that's ripping a a 10 millimeter diameter balloon out of there you know what yeah 
just to keep in mind, Christine had only six months of experience as a nurse at this point. Yeah, as but we were all crazy. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm quite strong, too. So I, you know, I have good energy. I get things done. It's fine. So we were dealing with that. She was so funny, though. She was screaming her head off. We have, like, a thing called, like, VIP patients. So if they're trying to climb over bed, if they're disturbing people, we bring them to the nursing station so we can get visual, like, one-on-one checks in case anything happens. So this guy was sleeping because he was also delirious at the time. So we bring her bed over, and she was she screams, he's dead, he's dead, go help him, he's dead. Oh and we're like, oh, my God, like, he's sleeping, like, sh- like you know? And then what else happened? So she ripped out that. She ripped out her IV. We couldn't give her any meds, so she was just yapping the whole night. But she was just hilarious. People were behind the computer, and he was like, you with the anime hair, what are you laughing at? I need to talk about somebody's in charge. And they have no idea what's happening. So it's it's hard, too, because you can't blame them for yeah. anything. Yeah. We had that. We had a gentleman running their pick line so a pick line is going to like your heart basically delivering it's basically like a big iv going into your heart or the tip of your heart and he rips it out 40 centimeters around and then basically hoisting it around (laughs) so we had to stop everything and you know we also had a guy having like a pick dressing also like he needed his pick dressing to be done and it takes around like five ten minutes to do we have dressings to do we have people climbing out of bed and then we have like um like an ostomy so it's basically bringing out your intestine to make your bowels rest so it's basically your colon stoma and a poop bag so when those explode you get poop all over yourself all over the bed um and you have to change it isn't it a big deal i like i I, I honestly Uh. like it because it's like arts and crafts and Uh. putting it on arts and crafts yeah Uh. but Uh. again it's one way to see it it's the cleanup and it's just the whole everything happening at once so it was just hilarious with that one girl (laughs) screaming her head off basically chirping all the nurses um shout out to mikey he was my buddy that night and nicole (laughs) was her cn and you know we we wrote an unsafe workload about mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. it was so unsafe bringing all these patients up at once, these critical patients, and having to deal with your other patients that mm-hmm. are could be sick, anything could happen. So we filled out an unsafe workload. It's like a piece of paper at the nursing station. And then we got all the nurses to sign it. I think some of us got overtime for it because no, obviously no one took their oh, breaks. Yeah, of course. Um, and then that actually got reviewed by the College of Nurses of Ontario, so the CNO, so how we would to approve of it. At that time, we didn't have wow. a manager because we okay. were out. Um, so another manager was foreseeing our unit and we had to talk to the manager and be like, how would we have made this better? One of mm. our like solutions was calling the coordinator as soon as possible, letting her know what was happening letting her know to slow down the admissions and basically using the word unsafe and we don't have enough nurses and Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm. even like everyone was struggling everyone like I'm pretty sure I did a vac dressing that night too because it leaked Mm. um and you know like you just have to grab your other nurses and do all your patients together you know like we had to do a very big dressing in the middle of the night and it's like you know what you do your best yeah you and you laugh thing, about yeah. it, and you learn from it, and you basically, um, if anything, get the coordinator involved and get the doctors involved, being like, you need to come up, assess your patient, because they're not doing well. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can't do it. And it's, like, mental health. It's running around and everything. Mm-hmm. So that was nice, too. Joanna, your turn. I think. 
So yours was a very like interesting story, but and not, mine's nothing like that. Mine is more like just a new nurse trying to cope with a night shift and yeah. just trying to cope with like sleep deprivation. So I so this was probably my first shift as a nurse. Just as a nurse without my preceptor. Yeah. I didn't work on labor and delivery. I worked on A4, which was postpartum. We also had um, surgery patients as well, which is gynecology patients, gyne. And so we had this, I, I was brand new. I had a, a full load, like four patients. And um, we had this one lady who, she started to swell up like her legs um, and she wasn't getting enough urine output and I remember just a lot of things happening that night. Um, her heart rate was off as well, and she became ta- like tachycardic, so her heart rate was high. And I was this new nurse trying to balance, going to teach all these moms how to breastfeed, going to do all these babies' vitals, but at the same time taking care of this lady who was just like something decompensating. Was wrong that you knew. Something was wrong, and I just remember also that night. Um, Everybody got a couch. So when you go into a night shift... (laughs) Okay. And labor and delivery, we always have couches for us to sleep in. But when we go... When I was on the floor, you had to sign up and say, like, where you were going to sleep. Yeah. Um, And when I got on, I wrote that I wanted to sleep on the couch because I was the first one there. I wanted to make sure that I got my sleep. Um, and first come, first serve. First come, first serve. In its respect, right? And yeah. someone erased my name and put their their name beside it. Yeah, I heard. And about she this was a too. senior nurse. Yeah. And I was, I was, I wasn't gonna say anything about it. So on top of everything that was going on, me running around and everything, I slept on a chair that night. I remember I just went into this little room. I slept on a chair and just cried. I was crying. I was crying out of frustration. Frustration that I couldn't do anything with my patient. Um, Like, I didn't know what was happening. Frustration that I was crying, that I was sleeping on a chair. Um, So, so that was a rough night. So, in the morning, um, I never took out the patient's foley. She actually needed to to get her foley out. She was a fresh C-section. That's what it was. She was a fresh C-section. So, I had to take her foley out out of, like, I don't know, after six hours of having it in. But I didn't because her output wasn't good. Yeah, that makes Um, sense because then she won't be able to pee. Exactly. Her output wasn't good. She was swelling. She was tacky. Um, And so, I didn't take the foley out and I remember, like, I remember nurses on the floor would get mad if you didn't take the Foley out. So I, here I am, the fresh new nurse, getting up to one of the most senior nurses and being like, listen, I'm not taking this Foley out. And it was such a tiny little thing, but I remember doing it. And like she was like, good, no, good for you. Good for you mm-hmm. for doing it. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I felt like at least a little bit reassured. But it's just night shifts are just harder, I think, because they were harder because I was just so young. I was frustrated. I was tired. And, and all I these things like happened. I feel like maybe you didn't feel the support from your other colleagues. No, no, being yeah. Being like, well, you're Why the new? heck did you steal my yeah. couch? I wanted that couch. Anyway, from now on, I got the couch. But, yeah. but the labor and delivery, like, so far, it's just days that are the busiest. I love nights. I love my job. So I, I just... Uh, there's really not a difference mm-hmm. between nights and days. I could be happy either or. But I do remember that when I first started, night shifts were just... A little bit hard and then I would come home and just dream about the horrible night that I had but it gets better I promise you it gets better and if you ever need help just talk to people ask yeah. people about tips um, and that's and what we basically want. like be the nurse you want to work with like yeah. if I'm drowning I hope somebody will come and be like do you want some food 
yeah. me. Um, yeah, seen, you know, do you need me. help? Do you help like anything? Me. Like, like, do you want us to cover you while you go on break? Like, you need a break. Like, I want to be, and I'm. I feel like sometimes I'm that nurse being like, you know what? Let me do the dressing. You go sit down and like recover. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think just supporting your colleagues and mm-hmm. getting the support back. It's all just like yeah. respect. Night shifts are hefty, my friends. They're hefty. Sometimes you don't have the educator there to help you out. If you have any questions, ask. Ask around. And also... Call other units. Like, if we didn't know what was happening, we called the ICURN and being like, is this what we're, you're supposed to do? And then yeah. if you don't know, you can't help. illegally do anything. Yeah. You have to look up the policy. There's no policy. This is the circumstance. Call a coordinator and being like, where will we find this information? Because we exactly. can't legally administer drugs or dressings and all this stuff um, without knowing what to do. Or help. ask help the doctors and call. Yeah, everyone, every, it's a team, team aspect of it. And if you guys are also worried about sleeping during the day and wondering how you're going to adjust your schedule, you know what? Try your very best. Accustom your body. And you know what? Some people just can't do it. Just people. Some people just don't Also, do like, I know that um, a couple people on our floor and on other units, medically, they cannot do it. Yeah. So they, they luckily get switched to days. But that's with a medical note because of their own... Yeah. Medical history. So yeah. if you are one of the people who can't do NYCHAs because of that, talk to your doctors and see if you can get switched to days. A lot, some people are like that. Yeah. And some people only work nights because they have families yeah. and they yeah. don't like the the busyness of the day shift so they yeah. always switch to nights. Yeah. We have a couple of part-timers who only works nights so it's yeah. great because they can because they can uh, work for your nights for yeah. you basically but a lot of people just switch around talk to your manager have that honest relationship being like no one's looking after my kids i have this medical issue like can we work something out yeah and it's also we're unionized so we're legally allowed to be like i cannot work a night shift because medically i can't and like you just have that open relationship with everything Mm -hmm. again it's not for everybody i have never requested to work more days or work work more nights but i have switched for people who prefer either or you know yeah make sure it's equal it's balanced but yeah try to find tips that will work for you try to find what works with your body that's generally what we wanted to say in this podcast support each other support each other feed your body what it needs to be fed yeah and and just you know what it does get better you just need to get accustomed to it yeah and again if you're worried about time management call the coordinator being like this is not an appropriate assignment we need help speak and up. they speak always up. always always help you yeah you know and they're like never hesitate to call if anything happens get people involved and get the help that you need yeah you are never alone just always think you're never alone even though people may seem a little bit kind of moody you are never alone yeah and that's it for our episode today. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, and, again, thanks so much for all your support. Make sure to follow us on our social media, which is... So, we have an Instagram account. It is called at the nurses off duty. And we'd also actually like to shout out two special, special people. Um, Casey, she wrote a blog post about us. And it's so honorable. Thank I read you, it. It's thank you, Casey. Thank you so much, nice. She is at uh, Diaries of a Roaming Bookcase, and you can find her on WordPress. We'll also have her links down below mm-hmm. at, um, in our Instagram post. Go you can follow also up. follow her on Instagram. 
And we also wanted to shout out Ryan. He actually uh, keeps on posting about when he's listening to our podcast. Thank you, Ryan. That's so sweet. Yeah, and he listened to our episode two on his layover in Victoria. So, you know, traveling as a nurse. You can too. Yeah, so we just like to give love back to all these people that have given love to us. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your support. And hopefully we continue to have like very intriguing podcasts that you'd love to listen to on the daily yeah it's our passion we like doing this we love talking about our lives to you guys um and just make sure to comment on our next post on instagram so you can be shouted out on our next podcast which will be every second monday yeah and remember let's be nurses who help other nurses whether that's on or or off off duty. duty bye guys bye guys take care Thank you.